This is a podcast. So I was driving home from work yesterday. And How'd that go? Um, not too bad. I mean, the weather was poor, but, you know. Th- yes. there, there are some days when I'm really angry and some days when I'm not. And this, this is actually a pleasant driving story rather than a furious driving story. So You have a bit of a commute home, right? I'd say it's no greater than yours. Well, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think mine's mine's like 30 minutes minimum. Mine's not that far. Mine, no. I'm, it, it takes me maybe 15, 20 minutes. Well, I was, I was, the point I was going to make was one of the things I like is like if I've had a bad day, I feel like the the being in the car for 30 minutes, even if there's traffic or whatever, but listening to music I like or something kind of relaxes me. Whereas if I lived two minutes from my office, I would come home and be like, ah, oh, god damn it. You know? it. It helps separate you from your work day. Right. So I like that. Me too. I do like that, actually. Um, So you're driving home yesterday. I was, and things were a little bit slow, and I saw this car um, maybe a quarter mile or eighth of a mile in front of me, and it didn't look like a normal car that you see. It looked like some kind of fancy sports car. It was red. I was like, ah, I wonder what kind of car that is. Mm -hmm. And so fortunately, they were slowed down by the people in front of them, so I kind of sped up to get up there and... As I came closer, I thought it was a Lotus, which is rare. I mean, you don't see many of those. And as I got closer, it was a Lotus. And I was like, oh, that's a nice car, you know? Right. Um, And so, you know, by divine intervention, the Lotus driver happened to move over one lane to the right so I could get up and, and, and check out this Lotus driver. Perhaps ask if they had gray Poupon. Indeed. Indeed. Or maybe they would ask me, or possibly, right. driving my Honda Accord. Maybe know. they would just want to swap cars. <laughs> Probably. Um, so, let me ask you, what would you think the Lotus driver's appearance would be? Oh, okay. I would I would say uh, older white man. Okay. Distinguished, you know, like a re- retired banker or something, silver hair. He was a white man. Okay. And... He had a distinguishing characteristic um, that upon seeing it, I realized this man is an appropriate driver for this car. A distinguishing physical characteristic? Yes. Okay. It was a strong to quite strong mustache. (laughs) And as I peered over and I saw this guy with the mustache, the first thought was... Yeah, that seems right. Describe the mustache. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. It wasn't like twirled up Padres fan (laughs) guy mustache. It wasn't, you know, handlebar mustache. It wasn't anything. It was just like straight on. It was just the straight police officer mustache. Police officer mustache. And I was like, yeah, I like that. I think, you know, it's not some super douchey Miata driving looking guy. It was a guy who looks like, you know, I mean, if you think about it, for me at least, when I'm driving... 99 times out of 100, if not 9 out of 99, I, when I see the drivers, I hate them. Like, they, <laughs> they don't really even have to be doing anything. I feel like they're put on the road to get in my way. Right, right. And so it's, it's a reach for me to, to think positively of any driver. But when I see this right. driver, and especially someone who's driving a much nicer car than mine, I'm like, ah, this guy. But I see the mustache, and I think... Yeah, that's right. All right. That's, you know, and I don't know what it was, but I feel like maybe there is no better way to announce your worthiness or your badassness than by rocking a mustache. It commands respect. But isn't it, well, isn't it also kind of like people that wear sweatpants in public? Just like, I don't care. 
I have a mustache. I... I think there are varying degrees of mustache. You think it's like you're so comfortable with yourself that you can have a mustache and not care that people think pedophile? Yeah, I definitely think you have to... I hope my dad's listening. (laughs) I definitely think you have to... The rest of your appearance has to be uh, non-pedophile-oriented. Right. Um, And, yeah, I don't know what it was, but this, this guy, I saw the mustache and I thought, all right, sir, you have my respect. Sort of, sort of in love with this man, aren't you? I think you wanted to lie down with him. Okay, here's the here's the funny thing. Yeah, I think you wanted a mustache, right? <laughs> I don't even remember the rest of his physical appearance. All I remember is the mustache. I saw a mustache me, driving a lotus. A mustache driving a lotus. Wow. I think it makes me want to just have a mustache, like a Mr. Potato Head or something with a giant mustache. It it has been my plan to shave the goatee this summer Ooh. completely, which my wife of almost seven years, has never seen. I can see the wheels turning. You're yeah. thinking on the way to clean shaving. Exactly. Making a little detour to Mustacheville. I, well, I did it a couple years ago when we went you up to handlebars. Oregon. I did handlebars, yes. But did you never, ever like, just do the flat no, stash? No, I didn't. Mm. I didn't. And uh, I don't see any reason maybe why not. Are you know. afraid? See, I think that could be... Look at my dad. My dad's had a mustache. I will gladly least, look at your dad. For at least 30 years. <laughs> and like no going back. I'm afraid that that shaving to just have the mustache, it may be like heroin. You're like, yeah, I'd like to try it, but uh, then all of a sudden you're addicted and you have a mustache for 20 years. You think that I could potentially get the mustache and never have anything but mustache? I'm I'm a little worried. Well, here's the thing. I I have resolved to go all the way, to, to completely shave my facial hair. Because when I shaved before, I never shaved the hair above my upper lip. The that, mustache, if you will. Indeed. That, that hair, I mean, it's, obviously it's not the same hair because it grows out and I shave it or whatever, but there's a little... Uh, Thanks for the biology <laughs> lesson. You're welcome. But you have the same fingernails, right? <laughs> Indeed. But, um, I mean, that skin has not seen, has not the, light seen the light of day, of day right? for many, many years. I going th- on eight years now. I think that's part of why my dad won't get rid of it. Because, you know, he he's plays pretty... golf all the time, he's very dark-skinned, and then he'd suddenly have this glaring white upper lip. Yeah, it would, it would, pa- I mean, it would patch over quickly. Right. I've bleached my hair multiple times and grown it back, I mean. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I think three times. Those files should be sealed. Including around this time last year. Those should be um, expunged. Yeah. But I, I, I vowed to go all the way in terms of clean-shavenness this Okay. Summer. How long do you think you would stop in Mustacheville? Like a day or a week? No more than a week. Okay. No more than a week. It'll be interesting to see. I, I, I Depending on how I feel about the complete shavedness, um, I, my, my gut instinct is to think I gotta get it all back by school time again. Right. But I don't know. Do you still have those aviator shades you bought at Walmart that time? Probably not. But I could probably mm. go back and buy them for another four ninety nine or something. Ugh. Not worth it. No. Can I send someone to Walmart? Maybe Sartor. <laughs> she needs to make us a video. That's true. It's her turn. Well, speaking of pulling up next to someone, hmm. like your uh, Lotus driver, I have a story for you and sort of an etiquette question. Okay. I th- I'm, I'm the Emily Post of this podcast. Well, I'm hoping you're the Emily Post of men's rooms. Oh, okay. It's a bathroom etiquette story. Okay. Uh, the answer is urinate on their feet. Okay. Well, then I did the right thing. <laughs> Especially if they're wearing flip-flops. <laughs> so, 
uh, I'm at work, which which is key to the story. This isn't okay. at a baseball game or a dive okay. bar. I'm at my place of business. Okay. You know, uh, I go into the bathroom. There's a. I'll describe. There's a tinkle. To tinkle. Okay. There's a, a little piddle. <laughs> there's a, two two urinals, and then uh, like three stalls. So I go to, to one of the urinals. I can visualize it. I I'm painting a picture verbally. Thank you. I'm a word. No couches a because you're not a woman. Right. Okay. No tampon machines either. Mm. Any cigarette machines in there? Uh, I, I wish. <laughs> so I'm at the urinal, and a, a the door opens. A man comes in, comes up to the the other urinal, like right. So you got to be right next to each other, I guess. Was so, my point. So you're in first. Yes. And which of the... <laughs> you're in first? <laughs> wow. And, and poo second. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not not the urinal. Of... <laughs> when, when, okay. Well, that's my question. You're not supposed to. <laughs> when you walk in, yeah. All three urinals are empty. No, there's only two. Oh, there's two urinals. That's my point. Okay, so okay. You, there, you two can't... urinals, three stalls. Okay. Yes. You, you can't now, do you leave go the... To the... Do you go to the near stall or the near urinal or the far urinal? Well, one of them is like the normal size and one of them is the lower size. And which do you prefer? I like the normal size. Do you? I don't like the lower size. See, here's here's my feeling. I kind of like the lower one. Why? Because I feel like sometimes with the upper one, there's a little bit of splashback. Not if you know what you're doing. Clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I've been urinating for 30 years. You're supposed to stand six feet back. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, if when I go to the lower one, the splashback's not going to affect me as much. It isn't just going to splash your knees instead of your belt or something. I mean, it's the same shape and concept, right? Yeah, but, if it, but with... if it splashes the crotch area, people think I've had an accident. If it splashes my knees, they think I have penises on my knees. And I'm much more willing to have that be the case. <laughs> <laughs> Penises on my knees would be a good name for your your uh, autobiography, your memoirs. Consider it done. All right. So I so the guy comes next to me and and yeah. So he has no choice, you know, and but to be right next to me or to go in a stall. Right. And uh, as we're there taking care of our, our respective business, he uh, passes wind. Hmm. And that's my question because well, one then I should try not to giggle <laughs> because I'm 12 years old. But the other thing is. I don't, that just seems rude. Like, <laughs> if he was standing right next to me in an elevator or, or at a vending machine or something, he wouldn't just rip one. And yes, we're in the bathroom. <laughs> we don't, I don't know this well, guy. Maybe right. he would. I mean, yes, we're in the bathroom, but, but you know, I, what do you think? I felt it was incredibly rude to be standing right next to someone and just rip one. Unfortunately, I have to inform you that the bathroom is fair game. For any but, kind of flatulence. But go into a stall, at least. I mean, that's personally what I would have done. You know, I, I guess if he... If I had foreknowledge of it. Right. I, I, I'd, uh, I'd like to think that he didn't intend to stand next to you and rip one. Right. But that the, the feeling that accompanies the evacuation of urine prompted that. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many times when you're in the bathroom and maybe you're in a stall or maybe a urinal and there's someone in a stall and you can't see them and you're hearing all kinds of crazy noises. Right, but there's the anonymity of the But walls. is that the deal? Is I mean, yeah. because because they can't see you is okay? But yeah, and because there's a wall in between you and thing. I mean, you know. Well, is it the wall or is it the anonymity? I think it's more the wall. If there's a wall in between me and him, all right. Do, do you understand do what how you gas and smell yeah, works? No, I get wall. it, but I'm just saying. Well, that, I, I'm just saying. And then it's got to be the anonymity. It doesn't have to be like an airtight uh, chamber. It's just that there's well, there's a barrier between you, and not, you're not pants. 
<laughs> it's like he pulled down his pants and he put his butt did. up on you. And he did. I thought it rude. So, so you don't think it rude? You know, I think it's unpleasant. But I think there's well, see, a general rule that it wasn't unpleasant in terms of like I couldn't smell anything. Or I mean, it's not like oh god. It's just, it was just like really. <laughs> I mean, first it was like, oh, that was funny. And then I was like, All wait right. a minute. This he, guy just farted on me in our place of business. Here's my opinion then. I think if I think the bathroom has to be a safe haven for men to rip one if necessary. Because, you know, in your, especially in your place of business, you're holding that in for a while. You right. sometimes got to let it go. And so I think, I think it's up to the individual. It's not, it's not the person. It's not up to the person who's getting... Farted upon, in your case. The gassy. <laughs> exactly. It's the gasser. If you are willing to... Uh, I mean, everyone can do it anonymously when you're in a stall. Right. But if you're willing to do it publicly, in a sense, and have people identify your face with that sound, mm-hmm. then that's something you bring on yourself. And I, I, think, I think it can be allowed. It's just, you know, something that may bring Oh, it was allowed. <laughs> Because it I'll tell you what, Jacob, quiet. if you and I are next to each other in stalls, but that, I'm not holding it in for you. Well, no, but that's you and me. That's not well, an that's not. I mean, this isn't like someone I'm I'm good friends with, right? I, I well, maybe you know. that's his anonymity in a sense of that he, if he doesn't know you at all, then no, he knows who I am, and I know who he is, <laughs> okay. and 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 I will say his name on this podcast. Henceforth, <laughs> when we pass each other in the hall, you'll think of him as the farter. I have a knowing look that says, "I know what you did." Yeah, we both know what you did. Well, I feel like there's a lot of worse, even worse stuff than that that goes on in the stall, and it's just because it's, we can't well, see who you just are. It's the idea of the barrier. But you could still know. I mean, you see a guy walk in before you or, right, or whatever, right. and you recognize the shoes or, you know, what right. have you, and you hear, you hear these sounds that sound like someone's getting killed in there or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, is that thing, something that you... The thing people need to do when they're going to commit genocide in the stalls, take your badge off your belt. Because with the pants around the ankles, nice. it's your picture and your name well, right there. Thing, at my school, there's like a staff bathroom that is in, you know, there's one one bathroom. We don't have a bathroom. Oh, at, it's unisex? It's, it's unisex, yeah. Right. So if I'm standing outside and I'm, I'm and I'm waiting and then the person walks out and I'm ready to walk in, I'm associating the smell right. with whoever this person is. Well, that is. must be bad, too. Like, if you... If I totally destroy the bathroom... If you vomit and come out I'm and there's like, some, like, woman I'm like, waiting... Please don't... Please let nobody be outside. Please right. let nobody be outside. Yeah. So I don't have to lie and say, it smelled like that already before I got in there. I've done that. I was somewhere at a play or something, and, and I think I was using the handicap one-room unisex bathroom, and and it did stink when I got in there, like... Hand on the Bible. It stunk when I got in there. And, and then I was coming out, and there's like this girl, and I think she was fairly good looking. And I was like, it wasn't me. Even though I'm never going to see her again. I just didn't want to be you associated should, with You know that. what you should have said that maybe would have actually made her laugh? Enjoy, madam. <laughs> I would have said, it actually smells better now than when I got in there. <laughs> That's a good one, too. So You can use that next time. This this has been a, a potty, potty <laughs> podcast. Indeed. Fletchlet podcast. Right. Uh... Yeah, mustaches and farting. <laughs> this is what our podcast has become. Another good name for memoirs. Mustaches and farting. Yeah. That is a good one. I like that. Okay. I have a feeling Tom Selleck already used it, but you Ooh, know. I hope so. <laughs> I would buy Tom, that. if you're listening, <laughs> get Mustache, me to the typewriter. Mustaches and farting by Tom Selleck. We need to hear your That's story. That's going to be in my library someday. Right. 
So, are we going to talk uh, movies? Let's do it. Well, the summer the summer movie season is is upon us. Indeed. And or approaching, right? Approaching, right. You know, and in doing my research, which I did research for the show, uh, it's 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 hard to make a distinction. Some people say the summer movies it has to be Memorial Day to Labor Day. Okay. But a lot of times, really good movies open early May, sort of to get the jump on the Memorial right. Day weekend. So I think for the most part, I've included them okay. when I'm talking about summer movies. But so I have a you uh, have some lists. And I stuff have some here. lists. I did. I did research. I did. Do I, I did. see Transformers: Revenge of no, the Fallen? Don't, don't be looking okay. through the paper. I don't look at your stupid <laughs> yeah, you iPhone. Little, you got a little blockade up there. Guys, this is horrible. Okay, I'm sorry. That's a movie that already came out, right? Well. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. There's been a couple <laughs> ruining things. There's been a couple summers okay. prior to this coming one. So uh, okay, I thought we were talking about this summer though. We're talking about all summers. Oh. I have a game for you. Can I talk about Summer's Eve? God. <laughs> Such a douche. <laughs> I have from nineteen okay, I picked from nineteen ninety one to two thousand one. And I picked those dates for a reason. Transformers two Revenge of the Fall. <laughs> you you won the game. <laughs> 1991. I have a douche. You are. We were. That was the summer between six. I can and tell you the grade. big movie of 1991. Okay, well, because I remember not, it. We're not there yet. Okay. That was the summer between sixth and seventh grade, and I feel like it's when I remember going to movies like on our own, not with my parents. I remember going. I see. That's funny because I remember the big movie going in 1991 with my dad to see this R-rated movie. Well, right, but but that wasn't the only option by okay. about this time. Think. Yeah, because that wasn't the first R-rated movie I'd seen, obviously. Because we saw Glory what, in fifth right. grade. And then I, I stopped at 2001 because the uh, top summer movies of that year were so horrible that I didn't want to go on any further. 2001, huh? Is that Godzilla? No, that was... I don't know. Okay, so what I'm going to do was, is... That was when you were still in San Diego. Right. I've got the top three movies from each of those ten years. Can I just say something? Okay. You went with Rodney. Yeah. And you saw the twin feature. Yeah, double feature. Godzilla yep. and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Correct. Ah, that is the worst. That's that, got to maybe be the worst of all That's why time. I'm a cutter. <laughs> to get over that. Okay, I'm going to give you the top three summer movies okay. of each individual year. Okay. You tell me what was the, the highest grossing. Of those three? Yeah. Okay. What was the biggest movie of that oh, year? quizzes. Nice. Of the summer. All right. So you want to make a prediction? How many are you going to get? Two. Two out of ten? It's actually probably, eleven. Probably. All right, Sandbagger, we'll set the bar low. <laughs> yeah. 1991. Well, you said you already know it. I think it's Terminator 2. It is Terminator 2. Do you know Aren't you going to give me the three things? Well, then? I was, but you already knew that one. Yeah. You know what the other two were that summer? Uh, maybe A Lethal Weapon? Nope. Robin Hood? Uh, Prince, of Prince of Thieves. Not Men in Tights. Mm. And City Slickers. Mm. Those were one, two, and three. T2, okay. Robin Hood, City Slickers. Okay. All right. Well, you're one for one. Yeah. That 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 is that that year really stands out to me. Eighty nine stands out to me too. That was the year Batman, Batman, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a Lethal Weapon that came out that year. Ghostbusters mm-hmm. two came out that year. It was a big. That was a big year. UHF came out that summer. Another blockbuster. Like Can I tell you? Uh, in my research, the number one, the highest grossing summer movie of nineteen eighty, Airplane. Nice. I know, right? Had <laughs> that. I like that. A little surprising. Definitely. Okay. 1992. Also surprising, all this research you've done. I know. Makes me happy. 1992. Here's the top three. Tell me what was the number one of these three movies in the summer. Lethal Weapon 3, Sister Act, or Batman Returns? Lethal Weapon 3, 
that the first one you said? Mm-hmm. Sister Act, Batman Returns. God, I, I'm going to say Sister Act. Nope. Okay. Batman ba- Returns? Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. should have gone with that. Sister Act, though, third highest grossing yeah. movie of the summer. I thought you would maybe kind of put that in there just because Sister Act is ridiculous. I actually fell asleep. No. I fell asleep in the movie theaters at that movie. These are the, the one, two, and three of the summer. So That's of crazy. the summer of 1992, Sister Act, third highest. Wow. 1993. People love, uh, what's her face? Whoopi. No. Who's the Kathy wife? Najimi. Kathy Najimi. People Damn, love. I wish I'd Do you know who she's married to? Uh, Mr. Najimi? Dan Band guy. Dan. No. Yes. Are you serious? Dan Band and Kathy Najimi are in wedded bliss with one another. Wow. Yeah. 1993. You're one for two. 1993. Top three movies of the summer. The Fugitive. Mm, the Firm. Mm-hmm. The Jurassic Park. It's got to be Jurassic Park. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, there's your two. Nice. You want to do the rest? Playing with house money. 1994. Okay. Forrest Gump. The Lion King. True Lies. Ooh. It's got to be Forrest Gump, though. It is Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's got to be. Man, you're three for four. You I, you are the movie guy of the I two am? of us. Really? Yeah. I thought I was the music guy. You were the movie guy. Well, I, was, I thought even I was the sports I did, guy. Even though I didn't know who Key Dollar Sign Ha was. <laughs> 1995. Batman Forever. God. Apollo 13. Mm. Pocahontas. Mm. When in doubt, I think you got to go Hanks. I'm going Apollo 13 again. You'd be wrong. Mm-hmm. You should have gone Carrie and Lee Jones. Really? Batman Forever. So I, I gotta keep going with the Batmans rather than... Uh... Well, ni- yeah, 1989, Batman, 92, Batman okay. Returns, 95, Batman Forever. That's It's a number one franchise. Apparently. Alright, you're three for five. Now, Batman Forever... Val Kilmer. Not, that was not the Clooney one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, that's and, uh... why I just said Val Kilmer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Alright. 1996, Twister... Mm. Mission Impossible, mm. Independence Day, Independence Day. Yes, gotta be. Yeah, but those are some other big block. But I mean, this it, we were really at the perfect time as high schoolers, and we're gonna get to that later for for that. Yeah, right. Night. This is this is our yeah. Nineteen ninety seven. Okay. Okay. You want Titanic? It was ninety seven? Wasn't it? No, not summer. Okay. Because I can tell you that the uh, that's like the one year where I can tell you all the best picture nominees: Titanic. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Monty, mm-hmm. and is there only four? No, there's five, I think. Okay, maybe I can't but see, all of them. <laughs> I feel like it's rare a summer movie makes it because mm-hmm. usually they come yeah. out in the fall and Christmas, like well, right and, and usually it's the... not a summer blockbuster right. type movie. It's you know, it's not. I don't think any of these three, though top grossing in the summer of '97, were going to be nominated. Air Force One. The Lost World, Jurassic Park, and Men in Black. Ooh. I thought for sure it had to be Lost World, but... Mm. Then I threw in the Men in Black twist. I'm going to go MIB. It is MIB. Yeah. Two years in a row that Will Smith ruled Will, the box Will office. Will Smith and uh, Tom Hanks, box office gold. I think that both Independence Day and Men in Black came out like 4th of July weekend. I feel like really? there was a few years in a row where Will Smith yeah, had a big right. movie on you're the 4th right. of July. Yeah. 1998. There's something about Mary. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Armageddon. Mm. Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with the one that was the worst movie of the three. 
but it's the most summer blockbuster. Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> Negative. No. That'd be Armageddon. You'd be wrong because it was Saving Private was Ryan. Was it really? Good for America. But we you were know, better 12 years ago because I feel like today it would be Armageddon. Right. Well, I think Saving Starring Private Ryan stayed longer. Because I saw it in the fall of 98 because I ditched class to go see it. Okay, so what is this based on? What do you mean? The highest grossing... Highest grossing movie that opened between May and end of August. Okay. In that year. Okay. So it could have opened the last weekend in August, I guess. But I feel like it opened earlier than that. Okay. and Because it, it had been in theaters for a long time at the time I saw okay. it. Okay. All right. 1999. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, <laughs> Star Wars Episode One, The Sixth Sense. Um, I saw Star Wars Episode One with Rodney and Carlos Ochoa. Nice. And I believe John Kincaid. Okay. Down in San Diego. Remember him? He was yeah. Really tall. Right yeah. There. Did he go to school? He was. I think he he was living with Carlos down there. Okay. Um, I say okay as if that makes sense to me right. and my mind is blown uh, it's gotta be Star Wars it is Star Wars there's no way it's not it Star, is Wars. Star Wars but with uh, Queen Amidala if you if you limit it to just things that opened post Memorial Day it would not be Star Wars mm. it would be The Sixth Sense okay. FYI I don't think I saw The Sixth Sense in theaters I did right. do you have a good memory of what you saw in a theater versus what you didn't Okay, good, because that's going to come into the next Ooh. I feel like this topic. is going to be a two-hour-long podcast. It's gonna be it great. is. It's going to be a feature-length podcast. Excellent. 2000. Well, two more years to go. 2000. Okay. Here's the top three. Okay. Gladiator, The Perfect Storm, and Mission Impossible 2. I did not see The Perfect Storm in theaters, so I'm not going to say it's that one. Okay. Because your 850 is what the movie needs exactly. to, to be the top. Um, Mission Impossible 2... I'm trying to not get confused with Lethal Weapon 2. That was the one with the motorcycles where they yes. slide each other. And on the and front wheel. It was and... John Woo, wasn't yeah. it? Was the first one John Woo? I don't think it was. No. Um, I'm going Gladiator. It's Mission Impossible 2. Is it really? Yep. Okay. All right, finally. People that... love their Tom Cruise. This was the year when I saw the top three. I went, eh, I'm done. Which one of these was the, the biggest box office? 2001. 2001. Let me think about this. The summer before 9-11. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Was one of them a Matrix movie? Nope. Okay. The Mummy Returns. Oh God. Rush Hour Two. <laughs> Shrek. <sighs> See, that's why I said, eh. Who cares anymore? That's a good point. That should be my answer. Who cares? How many did I get right so far? You got one, two, three, four, five, six of okay. ten. I'm gonna go Shrek. And you'd be right for okay. seven of eleven. Good percentage. Yeah. Um. It's, I guess, a good percent. It'd be a D if I was a test. Well, it's more than your two that you yeah, bid, so. I didn't know how difficult it would be. Well, like I said, you're the movies guy. Okay. Okay, so you I'm brought... kind of uncomfortable being labeled as the movies you're guy. You're the movies guy. You brought this up earlier. You brought this upon yourself. Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. That was the highest rated of last summer. Oh, God. Even Megan Fox couldn't pull it out of the LaBeouf. No. Well, and, and the first one was 2007, highest rated of the summer, too. Transformers, big franchise, but I think the best has got to be Batman. Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Dark Knight were all the top grossing movies of their respective summers. Pretty good. As per my research. Mm. Which I, it was a website, I believe, boxofficemojo.com. Mm, okay. 
All right, so you said... Did you see my Facebook post the other day about Mojo? You found the jersey. I did. (laughs) There was a box up in my closet, and it was full of all these clothes, like old uh, Trivia Bowl champion shirts. Mm -hmm. You know how we won a shirt every time we won the Trivia Bowl? Uh, and Mojo was in there as well. As well as my, as well as my you, old Kobe Bryant number eight jersey. Are you going to wear it? Uh, I'm going to keep it. On the next pub crawl? <laughs> okay. You mentioned that. Uh, Maybe the next podcast. 96, 97, 98 was sort of like our big, you know, uh, the summer before senior year, the summer after senior year, and the summer after the first year of college was like a time when we went to the movies a lot. Like that was what you that did. That was definitely the peak. You're, of, you're yeah. too young to drink, so when you and your friends get together, you know, you go to a movie. Right. I mean, we had in uh, our senior year, we had the premiere movie service, PMS Club, <laughs> that like every Friday would be like, okay, here's the big movie coming out, yeah. and a big group of us would caravan and go. I remember like begging Mr. Roberts to let us out mm-hmm. like ten minutes early because we had to get to the Cynodomes to see a movie or something. So I have the top 10 movies from those three summers. Okay. And so I'm going to read them to you, and uh, I want to know like how many you saw in the theater. Okay. And I'll tell you how many I saw in the theater. Okay. So 1996. Now, not to uh, sound like a pompous ass, but this was the summer that Rodney and I spent the bulk of the summer in France. So... Summer before our senior year. Right. So I didn't, you know, the movies over there were always a little delayed, so I, you know, I didn't see as many of these in the theater. I believe that was the summer that, was that the summer I worked at the car wash? Working at the car wash? I think that might have been the summer I worked at the car wash. Working at the car wash, yeah? Yeah, with the uh, immigrants and the convicts. It's nice. And the immigrant convicts. Indeed. So we already said the, the top three were Independence Day, Twister, and Mission Impossible. I did see all those in the theater. As did I. The next was... When was Speed? Was that 94? Yes. Okay. The next was The Rock. The Rock. Definitely saw that in the Definitely theater. Definitely saw that in the yeah. theater. I think I saw more than I thought. The Nutty Professor? Nope. 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 Me neither. A Time to Kill? Hmm. I'm sure I did. Because I had in read... The, in the theater? Yeah. Room? Because I, I had not. read all of those John Grisham books. I had too. And that was always my favorite. A Time to Kill was always my favorite. It had the blue cover. Not the firm? With the no. green cover? Or Pelican Reef with the yellow cover. Right. <laughs> Number seven, Phenomenon. I did not see that in the theater. I did not either. I don't even know if I've actually seen that. John Travolta? Right. I feel like I, I have. I feel like there was that movie and he did Michael, and I didn't right. see either of them. And, and so get, to I me, they're kind confused. of the same thing. Number eight, Eraser. I definitely saw definitely that. Definitely saw that. <laughs> Starring our governor. James Conn? Vanessa Williams. Oh, okay. Number nine, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Nope. No, no. Nope. I did actually see I that. was at Notre Dame. Oh, look at me! Yeah. Uh, number ten, Cable Guy. No, I didn't see it in the theaters. I did see it. I don't like it. Yeah, it has I moments. Didn't... Yeah, the password. I, you know what? I enjoy the password scene. What was that? He's playing with uh, Matthew Brock's like family, but he keeps giving him like the password is vagina, and oh. he's got to like say something dirty or something. Um. That reminds me, uh, uh, this week's Parenthood, mm-hmm. um, there's a point at which uh, Meg Whitman, May Whitman, excuse me, Meg Whitman's right. running for governor, May uh, Whitman, who is um, from eBay. Rest Development, oh. she's maybe oh. on Rest Development. Okay. She's the daughter of Wait. Gilmore Girl's mom. Did you, say, did you say Modern Family or Parenthood? Parenthood. Okay, I heard Modern Family. I'm sorry. Parenthood. Yeah. 
She plays Gilmore Girl's mom. Okay. Gilmore Girl's mom's daughter. Right. And no, she wasn't maybe. She was Anne. I'm sorry. You're right, Anne. I'm sorry. I feel like I should take over telling your story for you. <laughs> Did you watch the So episode? not not maybe okay. on Modern Family, no. but Anne on Parenthood. Anne. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Anne from Rest Development on Parenthood. Right. She is Gilmore Girl's mom's daughter. Her? Yes. Okay. So anyway, they're working at this... Um, they're working at they're catering at this college or something for money and and the mom wants the daughter to be like interested in going to college there or whatever. Anyway, this guy sh- this guy shows up that was interested in the mom and that they were friends a long time ago and she like went on a date with him and blew him off because he seems kind of like a loser. Okay. Well, he's like the guest of honor there and he's reading his poetry. Was it the coffee house guy? Yeah, I saw the first episode. Okay, it's Mike O'Malley. This okay. Is Anyway, not Sally O'Malley. No, he's he's reading uh, his poetry, and it's totally like about this flower and picking this flower and all this stuff, and it's all about it's all about her. It's all about Gilmore Girl's mom and how yeah. she's the one that got away and all this stuff. And a lot of us feel that way. Yeah, and it's somewhat sexual, and and uh, she says something. That she she goes she turns to her daughter and says something like, "Am I am I hearing his poetry right or something?" And she's like. This is the daughter. She goes, yeah, he's totally talking about your vag. Oh, wow. <laughs> it awesome. It was such a greatly delivered line. Vag. Yeah, she used Vag is in the lexicon? Vag. Wow. It was, it was great. I know that took a while to get to vag that Vag is that great. Line. It was worth it, though. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like it was like my jury duty story about the sodomy. <laughs> yeah. It took a while to get there, but it's... If, it's you could, if you could watch the clip and just watch that scene of her pulling out that vag line, it was... I don't want to see Anne pull out her vag. <laughs> It's actually a really great show. Okay. It really great. Rachel watches it. Yeah. I don't. Um, you said something it, that made me think of Vag. I forget what it was. but Oh, I said vagina for the, the password. Right. The password is. He's got that lisp, you know? Yeah, it, was, right. it was hilarious. You know what? Jim Carrey, I follow on Twitter. I unfollowed him. His tweets have been super lame, and At like he broke they up take with, up a uh, lot of stuff, and I'm like, I'm done. What's her name? Autism singled out. What's her name? Jamie McCarthy. Jamie McCarthy. Maybe it's because he broke up with Jamie McCarthy. Yeah. Her name's not Autism Singled Out. <laughs> She's he's cut big time. All right, let's go to 1997. Let's. I'd love to travel. Senior to year after senior, summer after senior year. I remember we well. had graduated that year. I was working at the C- Campus Commons Retirement Home. One, two seniors, we rule. Indeed. Top ten movies. So we already said Men in Black, Lost World, and Air Force One. That was the Austin Powers year. Right. Not on the list. I did see that in the theaters, by the way. Yeah, eight or nine <laughs> a times. A total of seven times. Uh, so the top three I definitely saw in the theaters. Okay. Uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, number four. I don't think I saw that. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I, I did. In the theater? Maybe on like oh, a date you had a or girlfriend. Yeah. All right, you get a pass from Guilty. That. Number five, Face Off. <laughs> yes. Tremendous. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, I believe we also wrote a lame script that tried to rip off Face Off. In <laughs> it a way. did not try to rip off Face okay. Off. It, just, it was based on. It, it just happens that we'd recently seen that, and so when we wrote our original screenplay, it Fallen Angels was pretty much Face Off, yeah. without the surgery, <laughs> without the switching faces, without the it. medical impossibility. Yeah. Number six, Batman and Robin. I can tell you, I remember going to the theater that day. Yeah, it was very. I loved it. It was very, oh god, I, that was, you loved that movie. Well, I loved it when it came out. Ah, uh, I don't know. That how to get was the heart of my my Clooney appreciation. God, that was the movie was the worst, and the whole scene. The I whole, also enjoyed the Peacemaker. 
Okay, I didn't, I enjoyed, I, no, I liked The Peacemaker more than I okay. liked this movie. Okay. But, and, and I'm sure I was somewhat clouded by what was going on in my relationship at the time, and I was like all upset about all the stuff, and, but I remember we saw it at Downtown Plaza. Yep. And that too. there was all this drama going on, and I was being a pissy little biatch, and. No. Yeah, true. I can get uh, emotional and. Uh, Had you just lost in a competition of some sort? <laughs> in a way, apparently. Um, <laughs> oh, well, well done. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and the movie was just terrible with, with Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman was terrible. Right. But Clooney and, was and good. Bane. Right. It, it was awful. It, it, it yeah. And that's uh, in my top five worst Circle movies of, Friends, of all time. Robin guy. Chris O'Donnell. But then it had Alicia Silverstone. Hmm. All right. Number seven, George of the Jungle. No. Did not see in theaters? Still have not. Yeah, exactly. To this day. Okay, not. is there someone who makes worse movies than Brendan Fraser? He has made some good movies, but he made he made George of the Jungle and Dudley Do-Right. Uh, who plays Mr. Bean? All the all the mummy movies. <laughs> the mummy no. one and maybe two weren't that bad. Who Rowan played? Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson I'd vote for worse movies. Number eight, Con Air. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Conair, sure. yeah, Conair, sure. definitely. That if if that wasn't a PMS movie club, see, I don't know uh, The Rock in '96, Conair in '97. We uh, loved our Nick Cage at the time. Armageddon, was... no, I didn't. I hate Nick Cage. Armageddon '98. Was... I love the Jerry Bruckheimer big oh, explosiony okay. summer movies. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, a movie I still have not seen to this day, and yet I'm pretty sure you saw in the theaters. I'm pretty sure everyone we knew did. Contact. I did see that. I remember Robert being like, "Oh, it'll change your life." Blah, blah. No, that's I don't know. The, the I've, one I've thing still I, never seen content. A couple of things I remember. One is that the ending was really disappointing. Two was there was a, a really cool scene. There's this whole big thing that they construct. Like they, uh, spoiler alert, I haven't seen it. Dude, how many years ago was it? Uh, like 15? 14, 13. So there's this huge... They get these like blueprint for some kind of device, and they build it, and it's huge. And it like has these different things that tw- twirl around like... You know, you go to the state fair and they strap you into that chair and it spins you around like what we did at right. science camp. Right, right. It's like that, but on a huge scale. And like it's supposed to move around, and then some little uh, like capsule drops that has people in it, and it'll like transport them across the universe or something. Okay. Well, anyway, there is in this one scene, there is a I don't want to say terrorist, but someone who tries to disrupt it. You know, that some company or something like that. They send this guy. And he like blows it up, and so the whole thing is moving around, and there's this little explosion, and it like the whole thing just becomes this huge colossal. I mean, it doesn't all blow up, but it's like all this stuff falls and cracks against each other, and it's very catastrophic, and it's a really cool scene. That's like the one thing that was good in it. Well, if and when I see it now, I'm gonna know that's coming. Yeah. You're Thanks. welcome, jerk. Well, there was another one. I think it had McConaughey in it. It was about aliens, and he was like down in South America tracking aliens or something. Does that sound familiar? That wasn't Contact? No, I don't think so. Maybe it was. Yeah, it sounds familiar. But I think there was another one at the time. Not that Hollywood makes was the it, same movie. Was it times. Ed TV? <laughs> no. Okay. Was he? I don't think he was in Contact, was he? I don't know. Number 10 movie of 97, Hercules. Didn't see it. No. So, but there's a pattern. There's like a, there's the big action movies, and then there's like the, the lame live action comedy like Nutty Professor or uh, George of the Jungle that sneaks into the top 10. And then there's the Disney movie like Hercules, or earlier we said Pocahontas was Mm -hmm. one of the years and stuff. It's definitely a formula. I'm going to go through 98 really quickly because it wasn't as good. I don't think. Saving Private Ryan. Nothing wrong with that. Armageddon, which I love and still do. Okay. Something about Mary, 
which I may have seen the same day as I saw it. I love Saving Mary, yeah. Dr. Doolittle. There's your lame live-action comedy. Still haven't seen it to this day. me neither. Deep Impact. Speaking of Hollywood making the same movie twice. Godzilla. The aforementioned Godzilla. Lethal Weapon 4, which I did enjoy. I have never seen Godzilla. Good. You're not missing anything. The Truman, Godzilla! The Truman Show. Which I... Eh, meh. Mulan. There's your cartoon sneaking in. Also haven't seen it. Nope. And Mask of Zorro. Mm, a life-changing movie. I actually saw that at uh, the drive-in. Ooh. Indeed. No comment. <laughs> How risque. Indeed. Oh, I commented. <laughs> I said no comment. All right. So I, I feel like not only, well, I don't know, maybe it's because that was like the best era, I think, of, of our going to movies and stuff. But I feel like the last few summers, there haven't been as many b- big blockbuster movies that I'm like, I've got to see that. Yeah. As there were, you know, when we were of that age. I feel like... And and obviously, looking back then, it was the same way, but um, I feel like everything now is either copying something or sequels. Yeah. You know? Or something that starts that you know there will be sequels down the line. Well, and I feel also that the time between theatrical release and DVD release is a lot shorter, shorter. Oh, yeah. than it used uh, to be. Avatar's already out on DVD. Because I crazy? feel like... I feel like I can see something and be like, eh, yeah, I would rent that because I don't have to wait that long, you know. And whereas before it was like, oh, I've got I've to see this in the theater. I've got to go opening day. I would never go to a movie opening right. day. Even like James Bond yeah. or something that I love. Ever go because of just all the people. All those lame-ass high school seniors going to the movies. Yeah. I think we're getting old enough now that maybe even college people we would think are lame-ass in that I think everyone is lame-ass, regardless of age or creed. I agree. (laughs) All right, well. I I, I thought we were going to talk about this summer. Oh, well, we can do it quickly, sure. Yeah. I I wrote down the five movies for this summer I'm looking forward to. Okay. Let's see how our lists compare. Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, Because I'm guessing we have at least three of the same ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Number one, Marmaduke. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Just kidding. Number two, Karate Kid. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, number one, Iron Man 2. Hells yeah. That's... You know, I I think I would love Iron Man irregardless because it's a great movie, but I saw Iron Man like last, or two years ago, whenever it was, like three days after I'd gone to see Indiana Jones. Mm. So Indiana Jones killed everything that I'd ever loved about movies. Mm. And then I went and saw Iron Man. I was like, this is great. This is what I uh, yeah. I love movies now. I, it really is what a what a summer blockbuster action movie should be, right? Be- and because it had a good plot, I feel like movies like Transformers and things are a bunch of cool scenes that look good in the trailer, right. but they're just like patchworked together. Right. So, anyways, so yeah, Iron Man Two is top of my list too. And and the way that Robert Downey Jr. just plays it with the bravado of the character, right, is pr- you know simultaneously charismatic and. Assholy, yeah, yeah, love it. What's your number two? Um, these are not in any okay specific order. Um, Inception, not on my list, but it does it does look interesting. And the main reason is not my love of Leonardo DiCaprio. You were uh, big on Shutter Island. I, I like the book better, right? Than the movie, but yeah, um, 
Christopher Nolan, director. Right. Directed uh, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Also directed Memento. Also directed, I believe, The Prestige. The Prestige. Which was another just movie. on the other night. And I caught like, it like right at the end. I love uh, it. Yeah. It blows my you mind. You have seen the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, but the and, end, the big reveal is, right. is what I like. So for me, that's three for three in terms of movies. Right. And I, and I want to say that uh, Michael Caine is in it. I'm not sure, but I want to say that he is. Which is... Say it. Michael Caine's in it. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, so that's a winner for me, too. All right. That um, was not on my list. Go ahead. Another one that's kind, that's like mindless, but but for nostalgia's sake, I want to see it. A-Team? Yeah, that was definitely on my list. Um, you're going to hate me for this. Mulan 2? Eclipse. What is that? Oh, is that Twilight? It's the third oh, in the Twilight yeah. Saga. Strangely, that did not make my list. Yeah. But, uh, I, you have to see it to be able to speak to the sixth graders about it, right? Exactly. I'm, give, I'm giving you an out. I appreciate that. Um, Though I think you outed yourself. A little bit. And then my last two is a toss-up. It's kind of a tie because they're somewhat in the same vein. They're comedies um, with guys that I find funny. Um, so I'm going to give you both of them. Okay. And you can tell me which one you think I should see. Okay. Dinner for Schmucks. Okay. Which is starring, I believe, Steve Carell and... I think so, yeah. Um, uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. And then Grown Ups, which is the one with Adam Sandler oh. and... Neither uh, of those were on my Chris list. Chris Rock, I think, and, and those guys. Do you know what I thought you were going to say? What's that? The Other Guys. Which one's that? With Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's, that's on my same, that's on my list. It's kind of the same vein as those two, right? Not to be super lame with the over mentioning of social networking, but do you follow Will Ferrell on Twitter? I don't. Does Will Ferrell have a Twitter? He does. He writes really random, like is it just at Will profane Ferrell? crap from time to time? Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna add him. Um, it was I'm gonna it was, friend him. It was like uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but I will kick you repeatedly in the balls or something like that. Nice. I was like, all right. Thanks. But it's it's good to know that he is that guy. He's not an actor reading someone else's script of that guy, you know? Right. Like, he really is Ron Burgundy or whoever. I guess. I don't know. See, in my mind, I feel like maybe he's not. And so I feel like maybe he's trying to perpetuate the Will Ferrell uh, persona, even if we he's may not never know. That. I guess, yeah. All right, the two movies, and they're the bottom two on my list that you didn't have on yours. One is The Expendables. Which I kind of want to see just for the uh, 80s nostalgia of it. Have you heard of... Nope. It's got, it's got all these 80s uh, action stars. Sylvester Stallone, I think like Dolph Lundgren, Arnold Schwarzenegger, really? Bruce Willis, others. Okay. Yeah. I bet it's going to be horrible. I bet I won't go to the theater to see it. Okay. But I am looking forward to seeing it. So on your list of ones that you might want to go to the theater to see, this is one you won't want to go to the theater and see. Uh... When's the last time that I... What's the last movie we saw together? Probably Shutter Island. Was it Shutter Island? Probably. Or see one after that. No, that's probably the last time I went to the theater. And that was, what, six months ago? You know what's one of the mo- memories I have of going to a movie with you at that theater? What theater? Where did we see it? Natomas Marketplace. Oh, okay. What? Uh, we, I'll give you a hint. We went with Amanda and her parents. Pirates of the Caribbean. Nope. Oh. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's the first time they met you. Her parents? Yeah. It was a big day for them, I'm Definitely. sure. And I remember at the time, Gary, I don't know if he had just had something done with his eyes. but Thinking he was your brother? He had these enormous, like, old man glasses mm. that were super huge in the front and on the sides. After you get your eyes dilated, Ugh, those big old... So yeah. horrible. 
That's my memory. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's that going to be up there horrible. with Batman and Robin or whatever. It's horrible. The last one on my list, I don't know why I want to see it, but I think I would like it. MacGruber. Mm. Is it just going to be like on the Saturday Night Live sketches where they do like, except they're going to do like 50 one-minute MacGruber sketches? I have no idea. <laughs> I've only seen like maybe one or two of the sketches. It's not like oh, I'm really? a huge fan of the sketch. It just seems okay. funny. I do like Will Forte. Yeah. I don't even really like him, but I, that, no? I think I would like this movie. I like Will Forte. Those are my five I'm looking forward okay. to. I'd say two of those five I would probably see in the theater. So none of them are actually serious at all. I feel like I was trying to bring a little seriousness with Inception. Well, I was trying to bring some highbrowness to this table. Is that? Are you truly looking forward to seeing it? I would. No, really. Okay. I'm not, well, I'm then, not just yeah. Blown smoke it's not like I disqualified things for being serious. It's just these are what I think would actually get me to go to the theater for. Okay. I think part of it is because maybe I go so rarely that I want to see like big budget explosions on the theater and not some something that'll make me think because I can watch that at home. W- will you agree to see Iron Man two with me? Sure. Can we make a date on this podcast? Live on this podcast? Uh, sure. Do you remember freshman year when we even our, did our dinner and movie date? Yes. Like, what was the movie? That's a good question. I, I can remember who was in it. Can you? It was, uh... It's you, not a life less ordinary. I think it was. It was you, McGregor, <laughs> so and Cameron yes. Diaz. And wasn't the dinner at the sports bar that we always yeah. went to anyway? Yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, it was some special where you get two dinners at the sports bar and yeah. two movie tickets. And we're like, oh, a dinner and a movie date? We should, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't call it a date. <laughs> Even though, if I recall correctly, there was some hot sex afterwards. <laughs> Super hot. <laughs> and uh, I'm just glad I won the coin toss. <laughs> and I'm going to leave so that you could receive. <laughs> I was going to leave what the prize was to the imagination. Uh, well, if you had done that, that wouldn't be a podcast. Well, I guess it's good that I did. Yeah, because that's a podcast. That's a podcast. That's a podcast.